0: Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. I am so honored to have you here with us today where we talk about the business of real life. That's the lessons we learn right here off the kitchen table about business, about parenting, and about life so that we can feel equipped and encouraged and motivated to be successful and be that example to our kids. Today we have a guest who probably does not need any introduction. You would know him as one of the original sharks on Shark Tank and one of the original dragons on Dragon's Den, and I am honored to know him as one of the investors of my company, Easy Daisies, the magnetic daily schedules for children. This man is Kevin O'Leary, and before we start, here's a word from our sponsor. Are you tired of being stressed out in the mornings and frustrated with nagging at your kids to get things done so they can get out the door faster in the morning? Are you too busy or just don't know how to help your kids to make good habits stick? Well, let's get our kids organized and independent and cooperative and into routine with Easy Daisies, magnetic daily schedules for kids. Easy Daisies was created by me, Elaine Tan Como, a school teacher and a mom of three by parent demand to help kids get out the door faster in the morning and have easier days. These fun magnets with everyday activities allow your children to take part in planning their day, which makes things smoother for everyone, especially mom. Now all the illustrations were drawn by me to make it simple enough for children who are non-readers, whether they are two or 12, to feel that accomplishment and that confidence in, in completing their task. And there's comfort in knowing what comes next, so there are no meltdowns and tantrums. Now, I've had happy moms email me telling me awesome things like getting 20 minutes of extra sleep every day because of Easy Daisies, that they just love that their kids are brushing their teeth without being told over and over, eating their breakfast, getting their socks and shoes on, and waiting at the door with their backpacks all ready to go. So if you want to check out Easy Daisies, I'd be honored at www.easydaisies.com and use this promo code elaine 15 to save 15% on your entire order today. Welcome back. Now, I know that you might know Kevin O'Leary as the chairman of O'Leary Funds. You might also know him as a contributing columnist to CTV, BNN, and the Bell Media Radio Network. You might also know Kevin as a contributor to CNBC, ABC News, and Good Morning America, just to name a few. Now, I'm very aware that many of you know Kevin as an investor, of ABC's television's Emmy Award-winning television show called Shark Tank. But did you know that my guest is also an active photographer, a guitarist, and the author of three number one best-selling books, Cold Heart Truth, Men, Women, and Money, and my all-time favorite, Family, Kids, and Money. I am so honored to say that Easy Daisies is actually in Kevin's third book, so you're going to have to pick that up. But without further ado, I would like to introduce our guest to you, Mr. Kevin O'Leary.
1: Great to here, Thank you, Lynn.
0: I'm going to jump right into this because I know how busy you are. And I just want everyone to learn from your tidbits, your eureka moments, your... I think everything that will come out of your mouth is a gem. So we're going to jump right into this. My first question, Kevin, is you were recently interviewed in... Uh, A magazine called the Business Insider where you stated that of your 27 companies that you are investing in including easy daisies limited the ones that are making a profit are the ones that have a female CEO why do you think that is the case why why are they the profitable ones well
1: it's very interesting because it's over multi years at least six now and on top of that, it's across many different sectors of the economy. These businesses are involved in a wide range of different activities. And yet, it's uh, all the women CEOs that are delivering the performance and returning capital. And, and I speculate maybe it comes from an old adage that um, if you want something done, give it to a busy mother. You've heard that before. It may be that for small and mid-camp businesses, time allocation and uh, execution of of you know allocating time properly is... Is one of the most powerful uh, creations of, of, of value and of reducing risk and of executing on the business plan, and so maybe that's what's happening. But you know, this is not speculating; this is actual hard returns. And so, my bias for investing in women CEOs has gone up dramatically in the last few years because I'm getting such phenomenal returns from them. And I think you know, women CEOs, even in large cap companies, are a hidden asset. And I think most corporations are figuring that out now too.
0: Thank you. I, I know that. I actually discovered that by accident because you had your team um, do a little investigation on the companies that were providing returns to your portfolio, and that's how you discovered that. And right. my next question, uh, Kevin, can I call you Kevin? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although I, I will also refer to you as Mr. Wonderful now may I ask what are those top three qualities that you think are necessary in identifying someone who will succeed in business who may be worth your investment what are three of those qualities I think
1: I can actually point to a trend that is evident in Dragon's Den and Shark Tank around three attributes that all of the teams had that were successful in getting funded and so And it turns out that these are also three attributes that matter in business. So here they are. One, you have to be able to articulate your business plan and your opportunity and your investment in 90 seconds or less. It's got to be a simple message. Here's what we do. Here's why people will buy it. Here's why there's value in how they spend their money on it. So a very simple message that you can easily understand, you know, is, is it number one. Number two is to explain why you're the right CEO to execute on the business plan. What is it about you? Um, About your past, about what you've delivered on, about what you've done in in, in the current business that would make an investor confident that you're the right person to run the business. And lastly, in 100% of the cases of people that funded, they knew their numbers. You have to understand the market you're in, the break-even margins of your business, what the size and growth of your market is, what are the metrics around your business that will make it successful, what do you have to do in volumes to break even, all those kinds of things. If you can't explain that to investor, you lose their confidence very quickly.
0: Thank you and now you listed as 90 seconds, you have to know your pitch, your second one was um, why you are the right CEO and that third one is the numbers. Would you say that is your your rank of priority in, in accepting a, a pitch as something you would invest in?
1: It is because I've been doing this for a lot of years now and, and if I don't see all three of those come together, I generally don't invest because I know that there's something missing in that team or that individual that will hold them back from being successful. You actually need all those attributes. If you don't have them, you have to find a partner that does make up for the ones you're missing. Because if you don't have all three, you'll fail.
0: Yes, and I, you once told us that it's great to find a partner who has strengths where you have weaknesses, and vice versa. Is that something you still go with?
1: Definitely. That's exactly how I feel. And it's it's, um, you know, I think partnerships are lower risk, and people can bounce ideas off each other, but they can augment each other's strengths and weaknesses which matters a lot. You have to end up getting the full package, even if it requires two or three people. Someone has to be great at accounting, great at marketing, great at sales. You need everything.
0: Thank you. So that actually leads into my next question. When you are doing your shows like Shark Tank right now, how soon do you know that you are going to invest in that pitch? Do you know right away within that first 90 seconds, like you say, or do you wait to hear it all out?
1: I generally wait to hear it out because uh, what I've learned is just because someone has a great 90-second pitch and they can come through explaining why they're the right person to run the business, if they don't understand their numbers, I have no interest in investing with them. So I need all three to come together. And when all three come together, you can feel that whole room change in energy. It's like watching an isotope sizzle because now you know many sharks or dragons want to invest because those are the three things you need to be successful.
0: Thank you. I'm going to... I'm gonna dig into your Eureka moments right now. Is there a a best lesson in business that you have learned, either from a mentor or from your own journey, that make you who you are today, Kevin?
1: Well, you know, what I've learned over time is you need certain elements to be in, in place. For example, it's better to start a business in a market that's growing than opposed to stealing market share from competitors. That's an area that sounds like a no-brainer. Secondly, you've got to make sure that you're able to control your expenditures because cash is the blood of a business. And if you're not willing to make tough decisions every day about what not to spend on, you're going to go bankrupt. And lastly, you need some good karma. Business is partly luck. You need to be a person that, you know, what comes around goes around, as they say. And you've got to be someone who helps others out uh, if you're going to get that karma because... I've seen great business plans with great leaders fail. Who knows why? Maybe it's karma.
0: Kevin, if you could teach a business course for small businesses, what would that course be called? What would you call it? What do you think that every small business needs to know from Professor Kevin O'Leary? Well,
1: I do teach that class. I do it to many different cohorts. I did MIT and Notre Dame, and Lee McGill. And I, I, I call the class, Business is War, and don't you forget it. Uh, because I think that's what it is. I mean, successful business leaders understand they're in a competition. There's winners, there's losers. Money is binary. You make it, or you lose it. You have to be willing to be competitive, and be able to deliver things to customers so that you're stealing market share away from competitors. You're fighting with your competitors all the time in a in a legal fashion, of course. But you have to be a winner. They have to lose clients. You have to gain them. That's how business is. And if you don't have what it takes to understand that business is war you end up being the victim you're the dead soldier on the field so you know it, it's not a social club you don't run a business to make friends you run a business to make money for yourself and your shareholders and that's what i really try and focus on when i teach business to students
0: where can we sign up <laughs> that's a great course so it's when i
1: think of it that way
0: absolutely and especially when we are women a lot of our audience right now are women in business women who have children and, you know, we try to teach our children to be kind, to, to give, to be generous, to be thoughtful, to think of others first. So how do you take those concepts and, and use that in business to a woman who is a mother who is going to be that example to her children?
1: No, I think you can do both. There's nothing wrong with being kind to understand your role as a mother in a family. But business is different. You know, it's it's the whole idea of business is once you take a shareholder in, you have to start thinking about their interests as well as yours. And you've got to deliver profitability, because that's how you sustain a business. And you have to do things that are tough sometimes, including firing and hiring people, making tough decisions because you can't have everything you want when you have limited resources. It's not the same as raising a family. Running a business is about making money. Raising a family is providing a protective shield for those people you love. And the reason you can do that is you're running a profitable business. Great families have a financial pillar of stability, and the way you get that, particularly if you're running a family business, is to be profitable. So these two things are, are interlinked.
0: Thank you. So, Kevin, what are your top habits? Now, you must have habits that you always do, whether it's one habit daily or two or three habits daily that help maintain your success in business. What would you share with our listeners that are your habits?
1: Well, first of all, um, I set out goals every night before the day starts that I'm going to get done before 12 noon. Generally, 3 to 10 things, and I don't let anything distract me towards getting those things done. It's, it's a checklist. So I don't take a call from somebody else. I don't do anything that isn't going to finish me getting those 10 things done. That That's how I become productive. That's how I, you know, create productivity. And you have to learn the discipline of doing that. That means you focus on those 10 things. It's usually you know, anywhere from three to 10, depending on the complexity of them. And I do everything in my power to get those done before noon. And then if I want more white space on my calendar, I do it afternoon where I do eclectic things that interest me or just random things that pop up. But in order to advance your businesses and I have many investments, I have to make sure that I get my priority list done before noon. And I start my day pretty early, usually around 6.30 in the morning. So that's one of my lessons, and it works for me and can work for you.
0: No, that sounds great. It sounds like I need a, a Mr. O'Leary easy-daisy list <laughs> for entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Teaching those life habits start at an early age, but definitely is that life skill when we are in business. We're going to pause our interview with Mr. Kevin O'Leary right here, right now, because we want to keep our podcast short and sweet. You do not want to miss part two with Kevin O'Leary, where he gets a little more personal. I always love to hear from you. So please do find me on Twitter at ChatWithElaine or on Facebook at Elaine's Kitchen Table. And I'd be so honored if you could take a moment to go on iTunes and rate our podcast and leave a comment there too. And I would be so honored to, to say thank you to you personally on my next podcast. So have a wonderful day, and I hope you got inspired in the business of real life. Bye.